Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Well, good evening, friends, and welcome to Praying for America. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here and director of Priests for Life. And tonight we have a guest. We don't always have a guest on these programs, but tonight it's a longtime friend and ally in the pro-life movement. She's an advisor and board member of Priests for Life. She worked with us full-time for 16 years, and she's out on the front lines. Many of you have seen, met, or heard her speak or sing. It is Dr. Alveda King, and uh, welcome. Wonderful, and welcome. I always say hi, Father Frank. Power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Well, we're here at Priest for Life headquarters, and I wanted you to come on to greet our our Praying for America audience, which is growing by the day. We've got so many people, patriots, Christians, not only from coast to coast, but we also have viewers from around the world who love America, who realize that the greatness of America impacts the rest of the world. So right, right. we're in good company tonight. Yeah, it's good <laughs> to be here. As always, we're going to start with Scripture, yes. and uh, then we'll pray. I want to take the Scripture tonight, friends, from uh, Mark's Gospel, chapter 9, starting with verse 14. And when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, were greatly amazed. And ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, What are you arguing about with them? And someone told from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out. And they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, How long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, Have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him, and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, the disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? 
And he said to them, This kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. Let us pray. Father, we come together to pray for America. And we pray because we know, Lord God, the power that this has. It has power not because it is magic or superstition. It has power not because of anything we do. Prayer has power because you have all power. And in our prayer, Lord God, we unite ourselves with you. We do so again tonight. We ask you the same prayer that we just heard. Increase our faith. Help our unbelief. And help us be a model of faith to all our brothers and sisters across this nation and around the world. That by our prayer we may cast out the demons that are afflicting America, and that we may make this nation great, greater than it's ever been, because it is rooted in you. We ask this through the Lord of every nation, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, amen. Amen. So, Alvita, you know, um, I've never heard more of our fellow citizens saying that the problems today, uh, the political battles, the cultural battles, it's just a, a battle between good and evil. And these are people who they don't necessarily talk in spiritual terms, but they're coming to this conclusion and saying it very explicitly. You hear people saying the same thing? I actually do hear people saying the exact same thing. But it's so interesting when you read that scripture and it says, this cannot come except by prayer uh. and fasting in some version. Yes. Now we have to realize that Jesus was able to call that demon out because Jesus was full of faith. Jesus was full of hope. Jesus was full of love. Mm. Jesus was for, uh, full of action, humility. He was so full of all those qualities. So when right. he prayed, that power was there in the prayer. Yeah. Now, none of us can be completely full of all that because we're not Jesus Christ. Right. We're not Father, Son, or Holy Ghost. However, some people will just say, oh, well, just pray. And that's all that they think that it requires. However, faith without works is dead is another scripture. Jesus said, uh, occupy or do kingdom business till I get back. Mm -hmm. And he says, I've given you power and I've given you authority to, to tread on snakes and scorpions. So when we talk about praying for America, Frederick Douglass, really, I, I'm paraphrasing. And uh, he said, I used to pray all the time on my knees. But action really happened when I got up and did yeah. what I understood from prayer. And so we have to know or believe that Douglas had to have had some faith, some hope, some love, and some works. So I hear people, oh, and I've even had people say to me, which was more alarming, oh, prayer won't do anything. Well, prayer will do a whole lot, mm -hmm. but we have to be really prepared and equipped. And that's why I, have, I admire the work of Priests for Life so much, because along with prayer, which is first, second, third, fourth, all the way through, prayer continually because we pray without ceasing but as we pray we get guidance from God. I had to apologize to someone recently because I did an action without praying first. Uh -huh. I actually just didn't pray. I just did it. And it just caused a whole lot of hurt and uh, a misunderstanding. So we must always pray. And as we pray we can believe that God will guide us. And that's what uh, prayer, real genuine prayer with faith, hope, love, humility, forgiveness means. Now we know that these demons, like the ones Jesus cast out here in Mark chapter nine, are right. real. Yeah. They don't oh, have, yeah. they, I mean, their power has been limited. Yeah. You know, Jesus is obviously has the upper hand. 
to say the least. But these problems that America is facing right now, the destruction that's happening, do you believe that the country has gotten infested with demons? I mean, is some of this just pure demonic activity? Actually, uh, we do have dem demonic activity. I'm very aware of that. But we have power and we have authority and all power has been given to us, even over the demons. However, we don't approach demonic activity with fear. Right. But with faith. Right. And we better be equipped when we say to a demon, get thee behind me, Satan, or I bind you in the name of Jesus. Where is our heart? Where is our action? Where is our attitude? The best example I like to give of that, when we see all the demons and all the problems, and we say, oh, the demons are doing this and uh, the demons are doing that. Now, this is going to sound real strange, and you did not ask me to find race. But when I see a demon doing something within an organization that has a problem, I pray, Lord, I bind that and I curse it. And here's my checkbook, and I'm going to send a donation right now mm -hmm. to empower them to go ahead and deal with this. To deal with it, So yeah. where's the corresponding action to the faith? Right. If I bind the demon, am I ready to empower others to do what they do and to overcome evil with good? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. good overcomes evil. But we can't do good if we're not empowered to do good. And I don't believe that people actually see that. So do demons exist? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. they sure do. And I bind them and I don't take a lot of time because I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions. Jesus said that. He said, occupy uh, until I come. Do kingdom business until I come. Mm -hmm. So I'm more about the business of occupation. No. And dealing with a demon, I'm not afraid of demons, but then I'm not stupid either. And I'll give you another real quick example. I have to drive a lot. And when I get in my car, I say traveling mercies. Yeah. I, I, I would like to take a minute because somebody asked me, and it was in the news and somebody heard about it, a demonic uh, woman that was, I believe, under the influence of demons came to burn down the King family birth home. That's right. A home and that I first saw. she was dealing with demons. I first saw that home when you brought me there. That's yeah. right. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that yeah, was demonic. And that was demonic. Yeah. But some friends of mine from She Leads America had been in town a couple of days before that. And it was just in my heart. It was impressed in my heart so much. And my associate, Ginger Howard, we all said, we're going to take these ladies. We're going to do a tour. And the ladies were prayer warriors. And they were walking through all that property yeah. praying. Yeah. So now the lady, a couple of days later, comes with gasoline and a lighter. Yeah. And she's going to burn it down. Yeah. However, there were two off-duty police officers and some other uh, visitors, tourists. And they saw her. It looked strange. And they wrestled her down. Mm. Now, some people say, oh, Alvita, that's a far stretch. You think because you all were praying on that property that the lady was unsuccessful and her demons in burning down the house. Well, yes, I do. Mm -hmm. I actually believe mm -hmm. that uh, the prayer averted that disaster. Yeah. So there are demons, but we occupy with authority. And the way to do that is to be involved in doing the work of God and we actually can't do the work of God if we're not empowered to do that. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, our audience, uh, uh, I mean, they pray for America all the time. And you've already started to answer this question, but could you guide them, like based on your own 
the, the way you pray for America. I know you pray for candidates all the I time. Do, a lot I of do. candidates ask you to endorse them, but you say, no, no, anymore. my mission is prayer. Right, my mission is prayer, right. Uh, but tell us how you pray for America. Give our, give our audience some, uh, some guidance. I was right here in 2008, and Father Frank, we met uh, in 1999. Right. And over the next few years, on our time off, our own time, not on behalf of any organization, we would go out and volunteer and help candidates who were running for office. That's right. And we would go all around and encourage people to vote and tell them why to vote. And I still do some of that nowadays. And so I came to work full-time at Priest for Life. Uh, I have a 501c3 organization. You are over one. But on our own private time, mm -hmm. we can... Uh, kind of encourage people to vote, which is what I do. In 2008, I used to endorse candidates. Right. And in 2008, I was about to endorse another candidate, and I felt in prayer that God impressed me, stop endorsing and start praying. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Well, very recently, a friend of mine is running for office here in the United States of America. She asked me to endorse her. I said, I don't endorse, I pray. But we're doing some other things together. I was with her for an information campaign, and I did mention, I said, now some of you think I'm here for politics. I am not. I am aware that she's running for office, but that's not what I do. I said that it would be nice to call her the honorable this or that, and I said, I can't deny that, but let's talk about the business that I came to do. Yeah. So that's how I do that when I do not endorse. Right. But let me just say to the regular everyday person, you are not yet registered to vote, but you're complaining about how bad America is mm. and what's wrong with America, but you don't vote. Oh, Christians don't have to vote. That's something the world does. I don't have to be bothered. Then when somebody is elected to office that you don't like, you don't have anything to say about it. So do we as Christians have an opportunity and an obligation to vote? We absolutely do. Do we help to form policy and inform and educate and activate the community? We have to do that. Now that's not endorsing a candidate. That's just performing our civic duty. So how do we perform that civic duty and still be in line with the Word of God? We pray for those who are in authority, mm -hmm. that's in the Bible, that's right. that we can have peaceful lives. Right. Once we pray, we look around in our environment and see who is doing the work to inform, educate, and activate people, when we, specifically for life. Choose life so that you and your children or your generations can live. Right. Who's doing that work? How do we engage in helping others to pray for those who are in authority? How do we help make sure that the people who are elected uh, as we are praying for them and they're in authority that they will uphold life. That is how we do it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, prayer is rooted in uh, repentance as well. I mean, we've been involved together in some, our friend Alan Parker has done oh a lot of this, goodness. some public yeah. acts of repentance at the Congress, it was very, very impressive events where members of Congress were getting down on their Absolutely. knees. Absolutely. I mean, repentance really, you look at like, for example, some of the Thanksgiving proclamations of some of our great presidents. And I mean, they called on America to repent of its sin. Yes. That's a deep part of this, an essential part of this. Same Bible, Daniel. And Daniel prayed on behalf of the people. So Daniel himself was not involved in all these activities that he's repenting for. But he's by example saying, you know, I've sinned myself. Forgive me, forgive us, forgive yeah. this people. And so we lead. We repent by, we lead by example. Right. Whether right. it be faith, hope, love, repentance, forgiveness, humility, 
all of those. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, uh, you and I have also had the privilege of praying over President Trump. We have. You know, this is a this is a man, and a lot of people love him, follow him, vote for him, but don't really know him or yeah. haven't had the chance, like you and I have had, right. to be to with him so much him. in person. Yes. I mean, this is a man who really believes in the power of prayer. He actually he does. He really does. He asks for prayer. He calls for prayer. And it was so funny, a long time ago, I think that he might have been running for office or when he was first elected. What do I have to repent for? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I did. You know, and I laughed. I remember chuckling. I said, think about how many times he will repent and oh, call yeah. for prayer. And he does it today, still, all the time, over and over. He's saying, pray, pray for me. He prays with us, and as he does that, you can just understand that many people may not initially understand the need for and the importance of prayer. But you walk a road, road long enough, and you walk with Christians, and you'll find how important prayer is. Well, there's a story that um, probably most of our viewers don't know about. It was election night of 2016, okay. and the returns were coming in, and everybody was like marveling as it you know, kept tilting in favor of, of President Trump. Yeah. And they're sitting there, you know, he's sitting there with his, uh, his team, of course, and, and one of the pastors who had advised him during the course of the campaign called him up on the phone, mm -hmm. just as they were it looked like pretty clear that he was going to win. You know what he said to him when he got on the phone? What is that? It's the prayers. It's the prayers that did it. It's the prayers. Yeah. That's what he said on his own. He said that yeah. on his own. Yeah. That this is, uh, you know, when people. I hope nobody takes it for granted. You know, if you send a note to President Trump or you see him at a rally, never take for granted that if you say, "Sir, we're praying for you." That that's just a, a it, just words, you know. He takes that as a very meaningful. He does actually take that meaningful he gift, does, yeah. and he appreciates yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, like I say, when I was going to take the ladies down, and it's just a courtesy, let's go by and see. I had no idea how serious things were, what was immediately ahead, and I saw how prayer made a difference. Mm -hmm. So now, uh, the way the election is, that's 2016. And then we went through 2020, and here we are at 2024. And some people, oh, prayer didn't work, so I'm not going to pray. Prayer always works. Prayer always works. Yeah. It may not turn out the way we think right that way and immediately. Prayer works. Uh, somebody recently said to me, and uh, my uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., he said, uh, I'm not a Dixiecrat, that's what they called Democrats back then, or Republican. Neither one of them is full of Almighty God, and I might have to say something to both of them. <laughs> that was his position. Mm -hmm. And a long time ago, when I said Martin Luther King was a Republican, I wasn't clear enough. My granddaddy was a Republican who changed his vote to vote for Kennedy because Kennedy helped Martin Luther King get out of jail. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. And so, but politically, Martin Luther King Jr. would constantly say, this shouldn't be about politics. Human dignity should be because it's right. And so it's very clear in today's politics to see the Bible, choose life so that you and your children can live. That's the way we should vote, not for the person, not for the personality, not for what we think, but what's going to be best for America, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. Who's offering us an opportunity to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness from the womb to the tomb and beyond. Yeah, That's just the way I think about it. I don't really even think Republican, Democrat, 
I am a Republican. I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican, mm -hmm. and very clearly and happy to be that. However, we should have this Bible as our standard, as our guide. And when we have that, and we vote and vote responsibly, then we get the, the results that we require. I want to uh, go into a time of prayer here because this is a, a program. You know, I always say on this program we comment on the news. And then we pray over the news. That's right. I'd like to take a few different intentions and ask you to lead us in a prayer for each one, just one after the other. The first intention, uh, so many of our viewers are parents or grandparents, uh, as you are yourself, and uh, are so concerned about the indoctrination of our of our children you know, in these, in these, these horrific uh, things that are happening in the schools. Could we pray for God's protection on, on the, the American students and children of today from this uh, demonic indoctrination that they're subject to? Hear our prayer, O Lord. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Incline your ear to us and grant us your peace. Father, you say in Psalm 91 that you'll give your angels charge over us so that we don't dash our foot against the stone. That's a prayer of protection, Psalm 91, for those parents and grandparents and uh, members of the community who desire to nurture life and human dignity from the womb to the tomb and beyond and to protect the little children. We ask for protection for the guardians of the children and for the children themselves. Yes, Father, I'm a mother and a grandmother. Hope to be a great-grandmother. Mm -hmm. And I uh, cherish that opportunity to understand the word is true. Children are a gift from God. And that the fruit of the womb and the seed are very good blessings from you. So please, Lord, guide us and protect us. And where these schools are doing all these demonic activities, Lord, send your power into the people who will run for office, who will be on the school boards, who will be in the school activities over uh, the president of the PTA, for example, or the 4-H club, those kinds of things. So empower people to stand up, to speak up, to pray and be involved. And having done all to stand, let them stand for righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Many of our fellow citizens are concerned, rightly so, about election integrity. Uh, can we pray for these upcoming elections that they will be fair, that God will thwart all and any efforts of fraud, uh, whatever form it takes? Lord, what comes to mind over election integrity? We think about Queen Esther, her cousin Mordecai, the king who was actually a pagan king, and Haman who had selfish ambition. Now, all of that was political, Lord, and it looked like Haman was going to win through fraudulent means and get rid of the Jewish people. And yet, you raised up a standard, O oh God, and the same gallows that Haman had prepared for Mordecai and for the Jews who would subsequently follow, Haman ended up on those gallows. So we ask you to walk into these integrity, into these uh, voter processes, whether it be the booths or the ballots and however all of that is going, and that there be such a shakeup that voter fraud just won't work. 
And so we need you and we need your wisdom and your guidance, Lord. We depend on it, that the integrity of the voting process will be fair and honest, that any wicked plans will not succeed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Voters are concerned, Alvita, as you know, with inflation, with uh, violent crime in their, in their cities, with uh, the border, immigration, and uh, of course these things are directly related. We have people coming over the border. We don't know what their intentions are uh, for America. Uh, and also, of course, for peace uh, in Israel and for the defense of our brothers and sisters uh, with whom we have such a deep spiritual kinship in, in the history of the scriptures and faith, uh, our friends in Israel. Uh, could you pray over those intentions? Father, we are taught to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And it's amazing that uh, all over the East, the Middle East and the East and, and North, South, East and West, people are hearing about the goodness of Jesus Christ and are being drawn to repentance and drawn to Christ. The news won't report all of those activities, but we'll hear all the fear and the violence and the uh, angst and the strife. So, Father, we ask for a greater revelation of your power and the whole earth being full of your power. The uh, spirits that caused them to war, the children, the natural seed of Abraham, and uh, as they war and fight against each other, let the spirit of the living God shine on that. Lord, all of the wars and rumors, rumors of wars that Jesus spoke of, Lord, let Christ still shine victorious. Let us occupy. Let us occupy in power and authority. Because in the midst of, even in the midst of end time activities, Christ has a bride. So let us shine victoriously. Let us not be violent with our own thoughts or deeds or mouths or actions. But let us speak truth. Let us speak truth. In the name of Jesus, amen. And you and I work side by side for the, for the rights of the unborn. Ah. The smallest children, tiniest babies. Um, we've got to make progress in this nation against the evil of abortion. Uh, can we pray for that intention as well? Father, in the name of Jesus, life is sacred from the womb to the tomb and beyond. Our friend Ellen Parker reminds us that abortion is a crime against humanity. And Lord, where there is so much of a push, whether it be satanic or selfish ambition and various reasons for the abortions to continue. Lord, let the truth of the sanctity and dignity of life rise up. We just heard of a 28-week-old baby who was born and now he's been released from uh, the, NS, the NIC unit. And uh, we hear so many examples of how when children are offered an opportunity of life over death, what you do with those wonderful lives. So we pray for the pre-born babies, the unborn babies, for the parents and the grandparents and the communities, Lord. And we just ask that let the children come. In Jesus' name, amen. And finally, there's a lot of candidates uh, running for public office and we wanna pray for all of them and for our friend, President Donald J. Trump. Absolutely. Could we, could we pray for them? Lord, we pray for those who are in authority, that we may have peaceful lives. So we pray that those who are in authority, who are elected, will fear you. Those who are already there, 
And Lord, put a trembling and a, and, a, and a fear, holy fear in them, and let them come to you and be guided by you. Those who are running, Lord, give us those who love you. And for President Trump, Lord God, who prays often and always, and for those who pray for President Trump and his family, we pray for him, Lord. Now, he's still in authority, even though he's not seated in that natural White House seat right there. He's still a man of authority. And he is a man of authority. And as he continues to come under your authority, continue to guide him. Guide America, guide the world. And we pray for Jesus, the light of the world. We pray for power of Holy Spirit and your loving sovereignty, Father God, over these matters. In Jesus' name, amen. Nan, I know that our audience would want us to pray for you and all your activities. And what I want to do is say a little prayer for you, yes. a prayer for all of you, brothers and sisters, who are watching us, your intentions, your families. We always invite you to leave your prayer intentions in the comments, which if you want to do that now as we pray for you too. And then, I know you always love to sing yes. when we pray. Maybe we could sing Spirit of the Living God, Fall Afresh on Us. All right. And all of you at home, feel free to join in the singing. It's a very simple uh, song that most of us know. Okay. And uh, we ask Spirit of the Living God to fall upon our nation, upon our families, upon our elections, upon the world. So, Lord, we ask you to send your spirit upon uh, Alveda King and as she continues to inspire so many people and you have given her beautiful platforms. Uh, but Lord, it's the spirit of service, love and reconciliation and unity that, that she always witnesses to uh, that is the most inspiring to your people. So we ask for your protection of her and her family uh, in body and spirit. Uh, and in mind and in soul, and may their uh, works bear more and more fruit for the growth of your kingdom. And Lord, we pray for all who are joined with us right now, uh, whether on online, by, by video, or just by audio, in whatever way. Lord, you know the prayer intentions of your people. Give guidance where guidance is needed, wisdom and decision-making consolation uh, where there is sorrow and loss, bring health where there is need for healing and, and bring financial help and, and other provisions where, where there is earthly need. Uh, and Lord, bring, bring gratitude for all the successes uh, that, that, that we enjoy uh, in our lives and bring us together in our great prayer for America and for the world, uh, for peace, and for justice. And now, Lord God, summing up all these prayers, all those intentions spoken or still within our hearts, we sing, Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on us. Start it, yes. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh on us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good to have you with us. Thank you for the insights, the prayers, the example. All our audience appreciates you, and I know they appreciate this program. We'll have you on again. Look forward to it. <laughs> all right. Thanks, friends. As always, please 
Um, stay connected with our ministry and abortion.us is our main website and stay connected with me on social media at fr frank pavone is the is the address on all the major platforms at fr frank pavone thanks for all that you do for america thanks to our international viewers and let's all move together with confidence we will talk to you soon hello this is father david begany like many priests i am inspired and always learning from the ministry of priests for life which is one of the largest and most visible pro-life organizations in the world. This ministry relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give as generous a gift as you can. Thank you so much and be assured of our daily prayers for you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.